Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All right, a little after five. Now, we've got to move the uh, open championship preview up because Thursday doesn't count. It'll be on before we ever get on the air. You wake up Thursday morning, it's there. So because of the time difference and everything else, Thought we would do it today and tomorrow. We bring in Mike Breed as we uh, take a look at the Open, uh, which will be played in Ireland. Uh, right? And it sounds like the weather's a little iffy, and we'll get to all the stuff there that's going on with Mr. Breed. You hear him on Sirius and uh, Golf Magazine and everywhere else. Uh, Mike, welcome. How are you? I couldn't be better. How about you? All right. Tell me this. Um, the course. How would you describe this course that uh, I know very little about? Tell me the course they're going to play on. Well, and it, nobody knows anything about this golf course. In fact, the players don't even. They played it back last time in 2012 in the Irish Open. But since that point, it's gone through a, a renovation. They've added uh, a bunch of stuff, into, including two new holes. The seventh and eighth hole will be holes that they've not played before. And then they've also um, added a bunch of new bunkers, five new tees. It, it's gone through a, a, a little bit of a, a renovation. It's a Harry S. Colt golf course, which um, players will be familiar with that style of golf course. But I will tell you that uh, it's, a, it's a golf course that's also changed par, too. It was a par 72 back in 2012. That's been reduced to a 71, and they have added 130 uh, yards as well. So the golf course is a little bit longer than when last they played it. But again, that was uh, quite a while ago, and and um, I, I think that, that. So who's it going to help, Mike? Is it going to help the? Is it any particular style of player? It's going to help. Is it going to help the big hitters? Is it not going to help the big hitters? Or you got to keep it in a fairway. What, what's the deal? Well, I, listen. This is the, the hardest part about all uh, the the open uh, golf courses in the Rota is picking the the winner and who's going to get favored by this because it really boils down to the weather. And quite frankly, what the weather is going to look like in different tee times. So as I start to, to look at this whole thing and the way the weather is sort of at this point scheduled to be, it seems as if when you're playing in the afternoon on Friday and in the morning on Thursday, it's going to be slight a slight advantage, not just because of the wind direction, but also because of the intensity of the wind. There's a 50 to 60% chance of rain. Look, we're in Ireland. Right. <laughs> I mean, there's a chance it's going to rain every single moment, every single day. Right. So that being said, it's really sort of what's the wind condition? When is it going to, it's going to be a little bit more intense on Thursday afternoon than it will be on Friday afternoon. And the other thing is, is that this golf course is right up on the North Sea. So with the way the wind blows, when it comes out of the west, it becomes a, a much more challenging golf course because the large majority of the holes are crosswind holes. In other words, you're not playing downwind or into the wind. You're kind of playing crosswind. The other thing is, is that as you start going out on this course, holes one through, let's say, seven, all the problem is really on the right-hand side. And as you start playing in these crosswind shots that, that um, have a trajectory that's a little bit higher – uh, are, are going to be affected by uh, the wind pushing it out to the right-hand side. What does that mean? 
It means the guy that's playing the ball, moving the ball from right to left, in my opinion, is going to have a, again, a slight advantage. I think it favors the draw, and I think that's one of the reasons why you look at two players in the field, Graham McDowell and, and uh, Rory McElroy, who are very familiar with this growing up in, in Northern Ireland. This is a golf course that asks you to kind of hit draws. It's almost like pe- people that grew up at Wingfoot have great bunker games. Players that grow up at this area play golf at, at Royal Port Rush. They're going to predominantly play a right-to-left shot because that's the shot that you need to hit to be able to be successful with the predominant wind coming out of the, the west or southwest. All right, so uh, so you do think it will favor the home players? It'll favor Rory. It will favor McDowell. Rory holds yeah. the Rory holds the course record, right? I believe, uh, and um, he's a logical favorite. They made Kepka the second favorite, um, but I don't trust Rory when it comes down to making a clutch putt. Now, if he runs away with the tournament, so be it. He can win that way. Um, in your mind, does Rory have a lot of people picking Rom, who won the Irish Open the other day, and he's won it twice in the last three years? Do you think Rory has a big advantage this week? I think Rory will have an advantage this week. I think the one thing that's that's sort of against Rory is he just played in the Scottish uh, Scottish uh, Open. He finished, I think, tied thirty fourth in that. Some pretty good play. Certainly not as good as, as he's capable. Let's not forget, by the way, he won the, the RBC Canadian Open at the beginning of, of June and had a, uh, a T9 at, at the U.S. Open with a 70-72 over the weekend. So you start to look at Rory and you go, yeah, I kind of like the way he's striking the golf ball. What I really like about Rory, and, and the reason why I think he's the favorite this week is because Greens, when you play over in, in, in Ireland, Scotland, you know, the, the, they can't have, because of all the wind, they can't have really fast greens. So what that does is, is that tends to take players that are not great fast green putters and make them better putters. And the reason why is, is that when you put on the greens, you have to play more break. And once you play more break, you have to have much more control over the pace. When you're playing putts where you're kind of putting on edges or inside the hole, now all of a sudden speed is something that's not as important. And so what I would say is is that that favors Rory, and with his ball striking, his ability to take advantage of, because he hits it so far, the par fives plus also, too, his ability to move the ball right to left, I just think the whole thing adds up to a Rory McIlroy who's having one of his best years. Let's not forget, this is a guy who, who won the players. He finished second at the World Golf Championships, Mexico Championship. I mean, there was a period of time there where he didn't outside of the top six, I think over a period of six weeks, culminating with that victory at the players. It's been a fabulous week. The only blemish, a miscut at the Memorial. Yep, and but you know what? Mike, he he has chances, just like Dustin Johnson does. His length, his ability to hit it in there, to hit his irons in there, to have eagle putts, and then neither one of them ever makes enough putts to win these tournaments. I, you see the same frustration all the time. Uh, now, this is a home course for Rory. I'd say the same thing about DJ. They get so many opportunities, but they just don't cash them in because they're not great putters, especially in big tournaments. They're not great putters. Uh, does that change for Rory? On the, the, the are these greens going to be slow enough or going to work to his advantage enough that you think he can have a for him enough of an acceptable putting week? 
Well, let's not forget he's, he's uh, 40th on shore in strokes gained putting, so he is. Yeah, but you well know what? He doesn't make any test. big putts, though. He does. Uh, that's well, fine, but he doesn't make them when the tournaments are on the line. He doesn't make them. I don't know. I, I would. Here's what I would say. What I would say is, if you look at what he's done this year, his scoring average on Sundays, he makes big putts. He shot 61 at the R. Canadian Open. Yeah, but I, mean, I don't care about that tournament. I'm talking I about when I see him in a big spot, he never makes the putt. Same thing with Dustin Johnson. They never make the putt. Well, and this would be what I would tell you. I look at Rory McIlroy and I say to myself, this guy is putting so much better. He's got a confidence that is so much higher. And also, he's playing on familiar grounds in a familiar piece of the world. I just think that there are you know, there are places that you go to where you remember good things. There are, there are golf courses that, that these players play where they go, you know, every time I go here, I putt well. And what I can tell you is, is you have these positive memories. And when Rory's growing up in this area and he's making putts around here, that stuff gets stuck in your mind. And I just think that all this adds up to, Rory McIlroy having an excellent putting week. What I'll also tell you, too, is is that I don't think that he has to have a, you know, best putting in the field kind of week. I think if Rory himself a, a, a week of putting that where, he, let's say, he's in the top 25, he can ball strike it to win. So I, I, I kind of think this tournament, the combination of his tee time being favorable, morning Thursday, afternoon Friday, right to left shot shape, this being a home thing, I think this is a, I think this is a Rory week. All right, now the obvious questions for the guys that everyone wants to hear about: Kepka has become the force in these tournaments. Um, I don't know about him on this course. Uh, is this? Do we expect Kepka to continue his unbelievable dominance in these majors? Do you expect another big week from Kepka? So let's, let's look at a couple of things that are, are very interesting with Brooks here. First of all, you talk about the putting stuff and you go, well, he, he, the, the putting doesn't come up to our minds. And yet, he's 99th on tour in strokes gained putting. And I think it can, a, a really key stat here is putting inside a 10. But there's two Kepkas, Mike. There's two Kepkas. There's the Kepka in the majors and there's the Kepka who doesn't care if he wins it, the, in a, on a regular Sunday. He just doesn't care. He, but he, he's a different player in the majors. He's a force in the majors. So that guy we know will make putts. It, it, the question is, does he dominate the way he's been dominating as he's been there every major the last two years? He's been right there. You think he's going to be right there again? No, I don't. I don't think that the, the golf course is necessarily one that favors a, a left-to-right ball flight. If we looked at, at Beth Page, you and I talked about this, and I said to you, Kepka was my guy. I just thought he was going to have a great week, and I thought Dustin Johnson was going to have a, a great week just because of the golf course itself and the, the favor of the driver and the favor of the, the left-to-right shot shape. This golf course is not like that. It doesn't necessarily favor a left-to-right shot shape. In fact, I think it favors a right-to-left shot shape. Okay. And I also think the wind conditions are going to be something that will favor somebody that's turning the ball down and turning the ball as a, a draw shot into the wind and flighting a little bit lower. So when I look at all that, I also think that, that this is a golf course that you have to have some degree of familiarity. Now, we all know that Kepka, uh, you know, he kind of got his start over there on the European tour. So his familiarity with this style of game, I think is, is, is he's comfortable with it. 
But at the same time, I just don't think that he's got the intangible to me with driving accuracy. He's 102nd on tour in driving accuracy. And this is the kind of golf course where when the wind blows and you start to lose your shot shape just a little bit, all of a sudden golf balls can get into places that you're not quite comfortable with. I don't think dominate necessarily this golf course with a with a fade shot or a shot that's moving left okay. to right. I just don't see it. So okay, I think, no no Kepka. So week. you don't you don't think a big week for Kepka? How about Tiger no. Woods? You give him any chance this week? I mean, you you never say Tiger doesn't have a chance, but at the same time, look at the the the, the recipe of what he's done. He has played between the U.S. Open and and. Uh, this Open Championship. The last time he did that, he missed the cut at the PGA. Yep. So I, I, oh, I don't, I don't think that. he, I don't think he's going to put up a big week. I just wondered if you did. No, I don't. I, I, I mean, again, one of the things that happens when you play in the wind is it truly exposes your contact on the golf ball. When you, you know, in a regular week on a PGA Tour, if you miss your your window by ten feet, you're going to be, you'll be pretty much okay. You get out here and you start missing your window by that, and you will you will hit shots that that will come up well short into bunkers or miss fairways. You have to have optimal control over that golf ball in flighting it through the windows. And I just don't think that the the recipe for Tiger Woods is take weeks off, take months off, and then go and play in major championships. Now, partially, I think that's due to the fact that he won his his major championship at Augusta, and he kind of, I don't want to say he cashed out, but I think he kind of, you know, okay, I got the major, and now, you know, it is what it is. And then I also think, too, with the change in the schedule, and I think the change in the schedule wasn't necessarily something that worked for Tiger, and I think Tiger will have taken this, and he'll do something with it, and I I look for him to have a pretty good year next year, but I don't think he's going to have a good one this year. All right, we're talking with Michael Breed uh, now. About the Open uh, the, the in Ireland on Thursday. It's supposed to be inclement most of the weekend there. Two guys getting support, one getting heavy support. Uh, the people who aren't picking Rory, and a lot of people are, are picking Rom. Rom mm-hmm. won there. He's won there twice in the last three years. He won last week. He says he it's his favorite place to play is in Ireland. He said that uh, he absolutely worships the course. I saw, I saw the quotes this morning. Uh, he said he expects to win. I mean, he's actually been that bold. He played great. A lot of people picking him. Do you think Rom's going to have a big week? So, yeah, I mean, look, confidence is a thing that, that is, is uh, you can never underestimate the, the value of it. And a guy comes in and says, look, you know what, I, I, I can win this week. And, and he has every reason to believe that he would win. So you kind of look at, at John and you go, yeah, okay, he, he's got, and, and he's got every reason. He's all of his statistics, birdies, everything that he's statistically, you look at this thing and you go, this is a guy who's eighth in the, in the world in the official world golf ranking. He has every reason to believe that, that he's going to win. And the confidence meter is really high. Now, what are the curveballs? Well, you know what? One of them is I go back to that that area of putting from four to eight feet. He's 101st on tour in putting four to eight feet. What does that mean? Well, you know, it, it means that that in this area where you're going to have a lot of putts for par, it's not necessarily something that that uh, bodes well for him. The other thing that I look at with John on the downside, and and this is really something that, quite frankly, is is underestimated, is 
the, the mentality of the guy, if, is, is he able to keep control of his emotions? We talk about this, and we've talked about this a couple of times. Yeah, the answer is no. Approached- he loses his cool. There's no question. He's 24 and- years old, and he still throws his clubs all over the place. That's right. And so the question is, has he been able to overcome that? I don't no. know the answer to that because I haven't seen it. But when you get to play in this kind of, of, of weather, and this is the one thing that, that, that uh, Bryson DeChambeau talked about, the unpredictability of playing in the wind, playing in the inclement weather. All of a sudden, you start going, hey, you know what? The, the, the golf gods are against me, right? That's the kind of thing that you start to do. And, and so you wonder – whether or not he's going to be able to keep control over his emotions. Right now, we all say no. But did he learn anything from the players uh, when, when he, he could have laid up on the par 5 11th? He chose not to, and he kind of let that tournament get away from him. In his reflection, has he been able to overcome that? I don't know. I've talked with Dave Phillips, who's his longtime coach out in California, and he says he really feels about John. He thinks John has, has gotten to a point where – you know, he's, he's starting to understand the, the importance of patience. And right. let's not forget, the last time we saw John in the U.S. Open, he finished tied third. So I, 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 I have a feeling like, you know what, maybe he did learn something. It's certainly intriguing, but I still don't think it's enough to take uh, and, and, and take Rory McIlroy down. All right. The other guy is Fleetwood. How about Fleetwood's game? You know, I, I knew we were going to get to Fleetwood because I know how much Roe loves Fleetwood. So and, and a lot of people, a lot of people think he's got a good chance this week. He he does have a good chance this week, and yet when we start to look at at, at Fleetwood and what are the things about that we like about Fleetwood, we kind of start to think to ourselves: we go, you know what? I don't, I don't really know that he has shown me anything in these major championships of late. Right, We know that he was kind of hot early on last year. We kind of yep. felt like, yeah, Fleetwood's the guy. He came on. But if you start to look at what, what is going on with Fleetwood this year, you kind of go, I, I, I don't really know. There's, he hasn't been up there. He hasn't sort of been part of the conversation, part of the topic of conversation. Obviously, he's got the ball striking skills, 20th in the, the official world golf rankings. Um, but if you look at what he's done in the PGA, 78 on Sunday, finishing tied 48th. If you look at what he did at the U.S. Open, tied 65th. I mean, yeah, he kind of gave us something at the players to make us think he's got a chance, but it really hasn't been anything absent of a tight, uh, of a second-place finish at the Zurich, which is a team event. He hasn't really done anything, as far as I'm concerned, that gives me any belief that, that he's even part of, the, part of the story. All right, so you're going, Rory, um, and the big – what – United States player? Is it DJ? Is it Fowler? Is it somebody else? What U.S. guy do you think puts up a big performance uh, this week? Which, which well, guy, if it's not Kepka and it's not Tiger, um, is it DJ? Is it is it Spieth? Is it somebody else? I mean, who is your guy this week? Uh, who Who's your other players other than Rory this week? It's hard to count on Jordan Spieth, a guy who never takes time off, is all of a sudden taking time off. So, and he's had a little bit of a challenging uh, year, and in fact, a couple of years. So we look at that Spieth go, I don't know whether I can, I can buy into to him. Dustin Johnson, yeah, maybe, but still, again, he's got kind of a flatter ball flight and tends to curve that ball a little left to right. I still am not quite sure about him. The guy who the guy who seems to to jump off the page to me is Xander Shoffley. This is a guy who has 
all the, the ingredients, plenty of length, hits it really well, good short game, uh, tremendous mindset. Who's a, better player, who's a better player right now, Shoffley or Cantley? So I think Shoffley's a better player right now. I think Patrick Cantley's been playing really well, and he's got a lot of confidence, gets the big win. No, But I think Shoffley is a guy who kind of has his mindset upon, hey, major championship right now. This is where I deserve to be. And, again, I go back to that. You know, it's it, it, it's the one statistic that I'm kind of hanging my hat my hat on here. It's not driving accuracy. It's not driving distance. Strokes gained off the tee, maybe putting four to eight feet. Xander Shoffley, 16th on tour this year. A guy to me that he's got all the things except that major championship. And I think Xander Shoffley is a guy who, on the American side. I'm looking for him to have a, a really good week. All right, so you're picking Rory. He's your guy. Who's your long shots this week? Okay, so I'll go. Th- I'll go through this. I've got my four guys that I that I like this week are Rose, Rom, McElroy, and Shoffley. Those are my four guys that I think are are the guys that that you want to put your your, your money on. In so the, you in got Mackel. You got McElroy, who's McElroy, the, Rose, the favorite. Rom, uh, Rom and Rose, and uh, who were two and of the Shoffley. favorites, and then Shoffley, who's probably I think he's like twenty eight thirty to one. So I mean that's fine, but so you like McElroy, Rose, uh, and Rose is always around there, and you like Mac- and, and Rom and Shoffley is your fourth Correct. guy. Correct. So you're not expecting a big week from the Americans. You think McElroy, Rom, and Rose are going to be the guys this week, right? Yeah. I do. I just, I just look at this. Can thing, McDowell you know, again, win this tournament? Uh, can he win this? Play four? Can he play? I know he can putt, but can he play four rounds well enough to win this thing? You know, I think he can. The problem is, is that he since he finished at the RBC where he finished tied eight, he hasn't really done much, and he went. No, he's getting played. old. Let's be honest; he's not that good anymore. But I just wondered, could he win this? Since where it is and everything, could he come up and win this thing? I mean, he can. He's a fifty to one. Uh, you know, I want to call him a favorite. But Could Ian Poulter one. win this tournament this week? I don't think so. Just don't. I. I. You know. I. I in this type of of situation, yeah, a lot of people can win, but I just don't think. You know, Poulter's got a lot of face rotation in his game, and the putting thing. He's wonderful when he's under the. I mean, you put him in a Ryder Cup, and this guy is the greatest player on the planet ever to walk the planet, take him out of that environment where the emotion is a little bit lower and he doesn't, he's not playing for his team. He's playing for himself and he just doesn't seem to have that intangible. So let me, let me jump over to, and I, and I like the, the, the direction that you're heading in there because you start to understand Graham McDowell and Graham McDowell to me is a fabulous putter. Great but putter. He has, he's yeah. not Great played putter. well in the Scottish open nor the Irish open. Right. He doesn't, I mean, he hasn't done anything, let's just say, in the last three to four weeks that gives me any hope, absent of making that big putt and getting that finish to get into this event. And so when I look at it, I just kind of go, you know what, well done on, on Graham playing in this, and he may be part of the story on a Thursday or maybe even on a Friday, but I think when it gets into the weekend, I just don't think that he's got the firepower to, to overtake the golf course. 
Um, and this golf course is a little bit different. It's a little bit longer. And as I said before, 130 yards longer and also playing to a par 71. How about the pressure on McElroy this week? A lot of expectations. He's supposed to win this week. Uh, he, he has not always handled that the best. Uh, the idea of the pressure of winning a lot of, uh, you know, there'd be great, great crowds for him this week and a lot of pressure on him this week. And I think, you know, just like anybody else, maturity is a big, big deal. And I think Rory McIlroy has matured. And I think this year was a real maturing year. He's won twice. And had, he's had a number of, of chances to win, which is one of the reasons why you kind of feel like he might not be able to, to jump that threshold. But I really believe that if, if you're going to be the best player in the world, which is clearly what Rory McIlroy wants to be, and and. He wants to attain these major championships, and and this is going to be those where I think he steps up and he goes, yep, I can do this. He welcomes the moment, and I think that when you're a guy like this guy who's surrounded by really, really talented coaches, Brad Faxon has had tremendous effects on him, not just technically, but also emotionally uh, and, and his ability. Oh, so Brad Faxon coaches him? Yeah, he coaches him on his putting. And he oh, also, I didn't realize that. Brad Faxon yeah, was a great putter. He was a great putter. Great putter, which is one of the reasons why Rory's had success with the putting. But at the same time, where Brad has had a really positive influence on Rory is with his coaching of the mind. They sit down. They have a lot of breakfast meetings, lunch meetings, sit down at the club, talk it over, create scenarios, create situations. And I think that has been as beneficial for Rory McIlroy as anything. And one of the reasons why... Does he do that for other players or just for Rory? Well, I I think Brad is going to end up having uh, a lot of options that are going to come into his... To, to his plate because of the success that he's had gotcha. with Rory. And so, gotcha. But I, 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 I would not want to go out on the limb here and say, well, this is how Brad's going to behave. Because I don't really know how he's – I know gotcha. I know this. I've had a lot of talks with Brad about working with Rory and how much he enjoys it. and Because and, he asks me a lot of questions about coaching and teaching and all those different things. So I, I, I've enjoyed a great friendship with, with Brad. And what I can tell you is he loves working with Rory. And he, he – tells me the influence that he's had on Rory has really been a lot of the stuff in the mind. And that's, that's one of the reasons why I think Rory's going to have great success this week. All right. So, so you want to do some long shots here? Yeah, you get go. The long shots? Give me, give me long a, shots. give me a couple of bomb guys. Go ahead. All right. I'll give you the bombs. First bomb, Bernd Wiesberger. He just picked up a big win. He won over at the, uh, at the, at the uh, Scottish open. Scottish open. Yeah. Second. Yeah. He finished second two weeks ago at the Irish Open. Yep. He's 200 to 1. And had he not, in talking about this, had he not won the Scottish Open, you might go, yeah, well, he hasn't peaked just yet. But he gets this win. How does he respond? That's a little bit of a curveball. Tremendous talent. I think this is a guy that many are not familiar with. They will become familiar with because he's got all parts of the game. I love his game, and I love okay. the way he's going to perform. My next long shot guy, Rafa cabrera Bayo. He finished tied ninth at the Scottish Open. And the last time this event, uh, the, the Irish Open, was held at, at Royal Port Rush, which was back in 2012. He finished second. So this guy here, I love his game. He's really rounding into form. He's playing really well, hitting the ball with a lot of confidence. Finished fourth at the Irish Open, as I said before, tied ninth. 
at the Scottish Open, and then at the BMW Open, he finished tied third. So he's playing some so really, Cabrera really good Bello, golf. Who, who's got some ability, no question. Tremendous ability, coached by uh, David Ledbetter, wonderful talent, a lot of experience, and I think he's going to have a very good week as well. Now, another guy who's the 60-1 to 1 here, a guy who I thought was going to – it was my long shot at the U.S. Open. I'm sticking with him for a variety of reasons. One is, well, he's very good in putting from inside of 10 feet, 42nd on tour. He's had great success, finished, tied, finished fifth at the Memorial, tied 21st at, at the Travelers, finished tied 35th at the U.S. Open, very successful, flights the ball down, Mark Leishman, a guy who puts himself into these major championship situations and really gives him a chance to give himself chances to win these. So he hasn't come away with one. I like his chances. And on the American side here, Kevin Kisner, 100, 100 to one shot. Kiz is one of those guys, a wonderful, wonderful putter, can flight the ball in any direction, curves the ball predominantly right to left, but can tend to flight this golf ball down. A great putter and a guy who I think is going to have a wonderful week at 100 to 1. All right, great stuff. Thanks very much. So it's going to be a Rory McIlroy week, though, this week at the. at the Open, uh, according to Michael Breed, you can catch him on Sirius and obviously everything else he does. Thanks very much. Uh, enjoy your uh, British Open. Well, I should say Open. I'll let's say British Open. Uh, open week. It's in Ireland this week. Back after this. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. <laughs> 